Welcome in to DC On Screen. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. We are talking and getting super spoilery. Not that it really makes a damn bit of difference. On Lucifer 110. Pops. Well put, sir. Well put. <laughs> um, I mean, if, if you considered uh, each of our kinds of episodes as a separate episode count, mm-hmm. then this is episode 110 of DC On Screen beating the hell out of a dead horse. <laughs> oh... No, sir. Maybe take two episodes out where we weren't just going, come on, do something, show. But I swear, every time, don't we just have to resort to that at some point? Like, mm-hmm. give me something. So they set it up a long time ago, and they, uh, got, oh, uh, it feels like a long time ago, um, that Chloe's mother on this show is, is an old sci-fi star, mm-hmm. um, old movie star, was always trying to get her daughter into the business. And she shows up this episode, episodes. yeah, she shows up this episode, and uh, it's Rebecca de Mornay. Right. Who, and as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, look, this is Hellcat's mother, Trisha's mother, <laughs> playing the same role from Jessica Jones. Maybe we maybe we can use that to pretend this is part of the Marvel Universe and push it off on them instead of us. Right. Convince Matt and Jeff <laughs> they should cover it for us. Uh, yeah, Scott Madison, our, our buddy Scott, um, wrote in. And said uh, the same thing. He said, uh, Chloe Decker and Trish Walker are clearly sisters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's the bridge between the Marvel and DC television universes. She is also virtually unrecognizable from her hand that rocks the cradle in Three Musketeers days. I'm not sure what that... that, I don't remember those at all. You don't remember the hand that rocks the cradle? I don't remember I, the Three Musketeers, but I remember the hand that rocks the cradle. <laughs> it was I had forgotten she was in that. I I've forgotten both those uh, movies, man. Oh I, man, the last Three Musketeers I even remember is like the one with Oliver Platt in it. It was it's been a while since I've seen anything like that. It's all for one and all for love. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say something that I I often hate people saying, but the book is much better. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I read the Three Musketeers a long time ago, but I don't remember like any of it. I, mean, I don't. I don't either. But I remember enjoying it a hell of a lot more than I do those movies. That information is gone. <laughs> uh, I remember back when we were like we were teenagers. When we were very young teenagers. I remember uh, Matt Carroll of the of the Marvel uh, podcast, Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, because uh, we grew up together. Uh, he mm-hmm. he knew all about the three that Three Musketeers movie. Man, he knew all about it. He loved that shit. He was all about that shit. I was just like... Good. He can love it for both of us. Right. <laughs> but, I, you know, I uh, no, I, I mean, don't know. Come on. It's not like I can anyway. trust it. I, I watched Lake Placid like 12 times. <laughs> Damn it. We, we've been talking about Three Musketeers, and now we're talking about Lake Placid. <laughs> yeah, we should just bail. Bail Lu- on Lu- that. We'll, we'll try to force <laughs> ourselves to talk about this show. For those of you who actually listen to our Lucid Reviews, like, it is really hard for us. To, you guys know it's really hard for us to stay on point when we're talking about this show. Oh, this, God, yeah. The, the Lucifer episodes have just become their own little pocket universe of Bat Wiener yeah, uh, yeah. episodes. We're just talking about random bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's so hard. Um. <laughs> and I, I'll give it this. The show, this episode finally had a couple of lines that actually cracked me up again. Like, I don't know what if anything changed or if they were just funnier, but like something about like, perhaps the killer simply ran out of thermometers. That made me laugh a little bit. Mm, yeah. Um, even Mays just like, is this a Shirley Temple? And she just drops a cherry in the glass. Sure. All right. All right. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of liked Mays going to the therapist, but. Oh, and the uh, uh, heroin inspector, your spoons aren't up to grade. That eh, was, yeah. I don't know. He was, he was funny again in a way, but 
it's, it's where we get every time, man. I, I kind of laughed when he was like, when the place caught on fire and he says, <laughs> it, when it caught on, they hung a lantern on it because the place caught on fire really quickly. Uh-huh. And Lucifer's like, this place can't possibly be up to code. <laughs> I, I did laugh. I did. Right. Oh, and she, like, that was one of those ridiculous scenes, too. Like, she's completely out of ideas, and the best idea he has is, here, put a cloth over your face. I'll uh-huh. just carry us out of here. Uh-huh. What? What? <laughs> so, really? I, I knew it was the girl. I, I knew it was the chick that was his apprentice that, that burned down, or that killed him. Um, yeah, it's part of the law and order effect. The, uh, the second the worst person you act, talk to. The worst actor or actress... Yeah, the second person rule works too. But the worst actor or actress that you talk to in the first 10 minutes of the film, if you see a bad actor or actress with disproportionately big amounts of screen time, that person did it. Also tattoos. Also tattoos. <laughs> um, yeah. It was bad. By the way, it, he, he is. I've, I've, I'm, I'm finally fully on board with you on this. He is actively murdering the use of the word douche. We're watching the death of that word. Mm-hmm. I have, it, there's no joy in it left. Yep. Well, the douche, I think, was murdered, so... Well, that's another thing I had on, on the show, was like, if this is a real show, Dan is dead, period. That's what real actors do. That's what real real characters do. Mm-hmm. That guy's dead. If dead, if Dan is not dead, this show at this point has forfeited the, the little tenuous strains it had on being a real show. Mm-hmm. I don't even know about a real show. I just, I'm just hoping for myself. Yeah, that's true. You just do not like Kevin Alejandro. I really don't like him. Don't know so, why. I don't it's a know. chemical thing. So it's just well, I liked him a hell of a lot more in True Blood, but he had more to do. They found they gave him real scenes. You know, he's been pretty static every other time we've seen him. Yeah. Also, his head looks like a big wart. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. I don't either. <laughs> and I don't think any of the uh, characters <laughs> within the show agree with you in any capacity. But... No, no, no. It's okay, Dave. Just ain't your like, type. Rebecca De Mornay's over here talking about how how hot he is or whatever. I'm just like. Ugh. <laughs> the, the therapist, uh, expressed, you know, uh, he, he yeah, he looks like a he looks like a like a British claymation, like with a sheep or something. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're getting at with that. Uh, I don't know what I don't know how to I don't know how to say it. He looks like a fat-headed Stephen Merchant. I don't know. <laughs> Just forget it. I don't know. I don't know how to I don't know how to describe what I'm thinking in my head. Uh. What's in my the things that are in my head are not working out. So anyway, that happens from time to time. Ripcord, ripcord. <laughs> um, Scott tells us this show can go bugger itself. Every time I make a poopy and potty, I think to myself, I made something better than Lucifer. Why do I still watch? Because I'm prepping to start a scripted podcast, and I use Lucifer as a roadmap of what not to do. <laughs> it's a it's a fair point. I yeah. Um, even within the like, the thing that keeps annoying us is when within the course of each episode, there's enough plot crap where you're just you're watching, going, "Come on now, no, you can't mm-hmm. do that." And we're not talking about the show as a serial show over the course of its season. We're talking about no, within this one episode, you can't have the eight year old Uber something. She can't get herself to a bar. Uber drivers right. don't do that. I'm almost right. certain that that is in the rules somewhere. Right. Oh, by the way, Trixie did pretty well with her scene. Damn it. She did, but. Again, like the cutesy kid thing, I, I, I'm over it, man. Like the one thing I did enjoy was with her was like when she sees Lucifer and he jumps back, like oh, he no, literally no. jumps back and says like oh get back, yeah, it's, yeah. They amuse me every now and then. I'll tell you though, the um the biggest problem I had with the episode is this, man. Um, mm-hmm. after that dinner, it, like Lucy's continue, Lucifer's like continued existence in their lives in any capacity is less believable at this point than her not believing he's the devil. 
Because mm-hmm. there's no way you pull that boner at dinner and still get to be a part of these people's lives. What did he do I, at dinner? He I just, can't he, even remember. He brought everything he possibly could up. It was it was just a simple matter of oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. of just absolutely lighting the 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 thing on fire. It was it, it couldn't work. And what mm-hmm. amazes me more than that is like I know and I, I hate I hate myself for saying this, but I know it's one of those things I see in other shows. I'm like, oh, they tied that in well. And when I see him doing it here, it feels uh, syrupy. But mm-hmm. when he starts talking later, he's like, I'm telling you, y'all's issues just really remind me of my dad. I'm like, of course they do. Fucking of course they do. Because that's how the show has to work. Everything has to get back to a dad conversation in the most clumsy way you can possibly conceive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm watching it going like, yeah, I mean, this, show, this show's about 15% snark, 83% exposition, and 2% story. So surely in that 83%, you found a way to get back to a parenting conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the way, this episode had the lowest ratings yet at 3.76. Sounds right. I'm just surprised it's not going down quicker. That's all I'm saying. I, kinda, I don't know. They're um, like they they waited too late, man. They they got. I know for us as uh, like as us as viewers that it worked this way. They if they had started getting into stuff by episode like three or four, we might actually be trying to pitch for it somehow. But well, I mean, God help me, I never thought I'd actually use the phrase, but the stuff they even have gotten into at this point is weak sauce. Right. <laughs> they've only bad. hinted at it, and they've only given you enough hints to kind of. Even a casual you, viewer at this point's half forgetting what they're doing and half not caring. Yeah, Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm is an awful character. He's awful. It's like once again this episode he's forgotten about hell. Right. <laughs> and he's like just being a bastard. Yeah. About, uh, it's just uh, 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 I hate I hate him. I hate Dan. I hate the whole show is pretty bad, man. It's well, just, uh, late at, at the very end there, um, Maze comes back and says, I need a, I made a friend, and she basically asked the uh, therapist out on a girl date. Um, uh-huh. I, 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 I watched that, and I was like, you know what? I would rather go see like a sister comedy with those two than watch this show. Like, I would rather watch a nice 30-minute show about those two and their inexplicable friendship than I would rather watch the Lucifer Detective show. See, I don't even want to see that. It's yeah, just this, I, it, I, I could feel you on that. I totally could. I, here's the thing. I wouldn't bother trying to give you the elevator pitch, man. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't waste my time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, like the, the Malcolm Amina deal Dan plan is not doesn't make sense to me. No, no not at all. And I can't imagine like Mazikeen as the act as the character that we've known for the first nine episodes, I can't imagine her actually wanting to visit the therapist and then wanting to be friends with her. Like she lo- she loosened up and lightened up a lot in this episode. Yeah. To the point where it was like uncharacteristic. And um, and they give her an explanation, but it's just like so many things in the show. Just, I don't know. I don't know where to draw the line anymore between we've gotten so disappointed that everything's falling flat unnecessarily or no, that just actually fell flat and you didn't do a good enough job. Mm-hmm. I've lost track of where that line is, but you know, they gave her a reason. It's like, well, I'm going to be here for a while, so I have to figure out how to be a normal person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, not quite good enough, but okay. At least it's <laughs> perfunctorily has an explanation. <sighs> and you know what's sad? Um, I really, there's a moment where I'm, I'm watching this, and I know people enjoy it. I, I, I know there have to be those people. Um, I can go find, you know, discussions and comment threads where mm-hmm. people have really enjoyed the show. And I'm watching it, and I, I, it, I feel like I can relate to the people who watched BBS and just couldn't find a fuck you know yeah i mean was, you know yeah or you know no, the, the comment we well, heard a lot yeah. about bvs is like well it just wasn't enjoyable well i'm kind of i'm feeling you sometimes on this on lucifer yeah well we don't like lucifer well okay 
more the more I look around, the more I find people who are saying people who enjoy procedurals like this, and the, even they're saying eh, it's not even like a good one of those. <laughs> right. Look, man. Yeah, hey. No, the people who actually know all the different law and orders, you know, the people who know yeah. all the NCISs and who spun off from that. Where, yeah, even those people are watching this show, going, "Yeah, they're doing a poor job of it." Look, man, okay. I've needed to get my, I've, I've needed to get my old changed from time to time. You know, I've needed to have, you know, wheels aligned. You sit down in the little lobby, the little waiting area there. Yeah, I've watched a law and, a law and order, right? And I wanted to know who killed the guy or the girl or whatever the hell. <laughs> I've seen it at least aroused mild curiosity. I've seen episodes of Bones. I've seen episodes of House. Like right, right. Shit, man! I grew up on Murder She Wrote. There were plenty of procedurals that I've I've watched and, and oh, yeah. enjoyed, even if I couldn't be bothered with them on a weekly basis. And we this every now and then we them. referred to ones that were like that had a procedural format that we just thought did such a good job with it that we didn't care that it didn't have a that you'd only get one part of the story all season. Like there's the quantum leaps mm. of the world that. We know that was a, like, what's Sam going to deal with this week? And it's barely going to tie in for seasons. Mm-hmm. But it was mm-hmm. just a good show. Yeah. This ain't them. No. So. Sorry, Lucifer. You're a bad show. Sorry, Jerry Bruckheimer. How did you get roped into this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's one of the more, that's one of the least, expl- maybe there is a real Lucifer and he made a bad deal with him. No, the Jerry Bruckheimer thing is actually the most, the, it makes more sense than anything else I can think of. Like, really? I saw those National Treasure movies. That's true. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, did you? The the they always have about one good line about him and his uh, about him and creation in general. And this one was, uh, "You're you're kind of person who puts the needs of others before their own." It's a horrible irony that my father invented. Mm-hmm. That one got a decent chuckle out of me. But then we were back because there was so much more they were supposed to do with this man. Like we're we're like we said that. Um, the, the guy himself, like Tom Ellis, can act if you actually throw him a scene. And they'll do this to us. They'll give us an episode where he finally gets to do something big, like, you know, intimidate Spider and watch a priest die. And, you know, there's, it's a nice... They actually give him a good scene. Mm-hmm. And then we get back to this crap. Yep. If they, this they, gets they renewed... to take themselves seriously enough. If this gets renewed while Constantine got canceled, I don't... I, man. There's no justice in the world, Dave. There's no justice. I'm going to be beside myself. Mm-hmm. I'll be the, beside him. When they actually... Being beside you myself. Guys, you guys watch out for it. When uh, when they renew Lucifer, which they probably will. They renew Lucifer. I'm going to post a picture of myself Photoshop next to myself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, like, people will know when this show gets renewed because then we won't have to actually broadcast an episode. We're, they're just going to hear our screams and wails from wherever they are in the world. <laughs> just that cry of no <laughs> yep this was no happen. wires required mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man i am curious about something yeah lucifer has a higher rating on rotten tomatoes than batman versus superman <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh We've already expressed our confusion about that on record. Which, I mean, okay, apparently that's been the case since the pilot, so I can see the pilot maybe, but getting a 49%, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, well, I think that about does it for uh, our weekly We Hate Lucifer episode. Yeah, yeah, Um, the uh, horse has been (laughs) well done for the week. (laughs) Oh, look, I see a rib. 
We are DC on screen. <laughs> we'll get to him next week. Oh, uh, we are DC on screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, we are a, par- a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Um, we did recently talk about uh, Batman vs Superman with a roundtable of people on Breaking the Panel. Go check out Breaking the Panel. Uh, our episode should be up within the next day or so. Um, we did that with these guys, Matt, Carol, and Jeff Randall, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. They were also on the show. Uh, next episode, we are getting into The Flash. Oh, 217. Sweet, flashback. blessed relief. <laughs> Until then, keep some DC on your screen.